Welcome to As We See It, where we talk about things as we see it. Honestly, the current situation with climate change, our world, the forest. It doesn't look very good for us right now. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, I'm losing hope at this point. Because, I mean, <laughs> if I were to be completely honest, like, I don't I don't think Earth will last for very long anymore. Yeah, me too. This guidance counselor was like, it's getting harder and harder to, you know, coach young students heading into university and stuff. Because, you know how back then when people were asked what do you see in 10 years from now they're all like oh there'll be flying cars skyscrapers but then when you ask young adults now or like teenagers now they reply with oh um hopefully i'll have a small family at least maybe a house maybe a kid if possible i think this also correlates with the rising depression rates and suicide rates Nowadays, it's a lot harder to have a family and a house and a job, especially with like the rising price, like price inflation. I think that's what it's yeah, called. Yeah, like economic factors. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, times have definitely changed. Things are a lot more expensive, and including like our hustle culture, it's all like go go go. It's very easy to feel left behind. Yeah. I feel like, especially nowadays, it's so much easier to have, like, a very nihilistic view on stuff. Because, like, to be honest, if you think, or, like, I used to think, or sometimes I do think like this, like, oh, like, what's the point? We're, this earth, it doesn't look good right now. It's probably not going to exist in, like, 20 years. And so it's like, what's the point? You know, it, it kind of puts everything into perspective. Like, the world we live in right now, it's... It looks like it's heading <laughs> heading to its end, you know? So it's like, like what's, what's the point of me going to school right now? If 20 years, I, I might not be alive, you know? And like, I won't be, I'll probably be in my 30s. <laughs> yeah, it's scary. It's like we're prematurely reaching our midlife crises already. Exactly. Why should I work hard in school when... I might not even get the chance to have a career in the future. It's definitely like heightened with our generation because I think we're all very aware of how like how much of a bad state we're in and like we can't do anything about it. It's it's mostly like corporations and yeah. governments that have the biggest impact on all of this. It feels hopeless. Like we can't do anything about it. So. Yeah. Yeah, there's only so much we can do as, you know, students, as normal civilians. Adding on to, like, what you said about how we're so aware of everything, I think social media has definitely increased young people's awareness of, like, what's going on in the world. And, you know, that's great. It's great, like, I mean, us as well. We were never really involved with, like, we never really cared about world issues. I mean, we did. But just, like, not as much before, you know, social media, before we had such easy access to all this stuff. And because it's so easily shared as well, 
among everyone. Um, but I think that also like takes a toll on our mental health, um, including me. I don't really use Instagram nowadays because it's just so much information at once and it's just so saddening every time you open like your homepage. I follow quite a different array of like content. <laughs> so like in one post it's like, oh the forest and Turkey is burning and then the next post is like, Oh look at me, I'm at the beach or something. <laughs> and so yeah. it's like it's so, like not Yeah. Yeah. It's it's really strange. And also like the thing with like social media nowadays, because it's so widely used, I think it's like I don't think it's honestly good for younger people, like even mm. probably ourselves. Like yeah. especially like I see like kids, like literal children <laughs> on like TikTok. Yeah. And like it is not safe on that app. Like I don't know like I know TikTok has like some policies to you know, like try and protect children. Like you can't message when you're like thirteen years old. Um mm. but like it doesn't shield them from the content that is available on TikTok. Exactly. Especially with the internet. It's so it's so easy to be bombarded with information and like sometimes I feel like people don't realize how like traumatizing it can get with like especially on Instagram. You can send you can post like images and honestly their um Instagram's like policy with um censoring images, like if it's if it's graphic, etc. is kind of lacking and so like people are exposed to, like, really scary stuff. Yeah. And then, and then like, it, it's, like, heightened by, like, people just, like, sharing it around everywhere without, like, for example, like, trigger warnings or, or, like, trying to cover it up. It's really eye-opening, but not in a very good way. Like, mm. yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah. You can't really escape it. In the fr- and, like, Instagram itself is made to be addictive, Especially as kids, you know, kids have a lot of energy. Um, and so they just like scroll and scroll and scroll and they're like consuming all of this negative content. The algorithms just keep you in a deep hole. <laughs> like yeah. when you start somewhere, you're just gonna keep going down. And honestly, the way that algorithm is made is like if you click on one content, it's just gonna pop up again and again and again. Mm. Unless you like really don't use it for a long time or like you don't click on the post deliberately but it's still gonna show up and like speaking of social media like the other thing i want to talk about was like fire natos what is fire nato (laughs) like i saw it on instagram and it's apparent i don't think it's a very recent thing like it occurred before as well but like talking about climate change and stuff in california like they're having a lot of forest fires surprise surprise (laughs) wow and apparently like these fires can get like super strong and also like a lot of wind can occur simultaneously and it creates like a tornado with the fire oh my god like it becomes yeah and it becomes like visible once like the tornado starts picking up like sand and debris and you can like see it spin and it looks crazy (laughs) It looks like something from a movie. <laughs> I'm gonna search this up right now because I've never heard of this. It's it has like a numerous different names. It has like Blood Devil, I think. Oh, Fire, oh, Fire Devil. Oh, Fire yeah. Devil. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Wow, 
That is scary. Imagine yeah. just seeing that, like... I know, like, coming at you. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, you can see, like, the trees and everything are on fire. It's terrifying. Climate disasters are evolving. <laughs> They're leveling up. <laughs> <laughs> it's not enough. I I remember seeing it, um, like a long time ago when when like Australia had their forest fire mm-hmm. or their really big one, and I think like, yeah, it's basically coming back because oh no, there's more. Oh, yeah. Not to mention the amount of wildfires we've been having recently, right? And this also reminds me of how in the Philippines, um, I mean we tend to get a lot of typhoons. But I think it was especially starting last year that we got like an extra amount of typhoons. Um, not to mention we had like three typhoons, three to four typhoons in like one small like in like two months or like in one time period. It's just crazy. I know, and it's like so weird looking back at how like tornadoes or like tsunamis. Or typhoons are happening in the Philippines, and then like looking or like comparing it to now, it's like it's really different. Like, <laughs> you can really tell, yeah. And like, because I haven't lived in Korea since like this year, technically, or mm-hmm. live for more than two months, and like you really see diff like changes, or like you see a lot of differences from like the weather in the Philippines, like here, oh, yeah. the clouds it can get really foggy and like smog and also the rain is really different like rain here it leaves like debris and stuff like oh. apparently it's like quite common like it also happens in the UK because we they pick up like the the sand and dust from the Sahara desert and like for us here we get the dust from the Mongolian desert oh and so yeah I, I was like really I know I was like really surprised but I think it has gone gone like worse over the past couple of years and like the typhoons are so bad here like and also the weather is getting like really weird (laughs) like we we would yeah we would get like um apparently last year was our long like it was the longest streak or like the long the hottest summer last year because we had like two months with like just no rain just full sun and it was like the highest temperatures oh my and now we're getting like the coldest temperatures i remember wow. yeah last year we had like the coldest temperatures it's heading into the extreme. so it's just getting like exactly it's just getting more extreme and every year it's honestly so concerning yeah I also remember when I went to the UK in 2018, or I also went around, like, Europe. Like, I... Okay, I'm sorry if this is a bit TMI, but, like, from my nose, when I would, like, blow out my nose, there would be, like, a lot of black particles in there. And it was scary. And then I was like, what is this? Like, why, like, did I inhale something? Um, but it's really like just like the smoke and pollution in the air just casually circling circulating yeah. in the air and that's so concerning because like even in the Philippines you know even, like the Philippines like the air here in the Philippines isn't that clean either and we have so much smoke and everything here but I don't really get that and then when I went to the UK it was just like that was normal for them and I was like yeah oh my goodness 
I think like actually the <laughs> the air in the Philippines is probably much cleaner yeah. than like the UK or here. I was very surprised by that. Yeah. At that same time, I heard it was the hottest summer that London was experiencing. I'm not exactly sure, but it was like hotter than usual. Yeah, it's like it's it's so weird looking back because every year they're like, "Oh, this is our hottest summer we've had," and then the yeah. next year it's like, "Oh my god, it's even hotter now." It's <laughs> <laughs> just keep, as if it could get worse. I remember I saw a post. It was like, "Oh, it's not the hottest summer. It's it's the coldest summer <laughs> we're gonna have." Cause it's just gonna get hotter, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh no. Yeah, and like I, I just don't know how corporations like, like if I was in their position, obviously I would want money, but <laughs> because that's what corporations want. Yes. But then, like, if you think about it, in twenty years, if this earth is gone, your source of income will be gone because you're gonna be dead. So, yeah. <laughs> would it be in your favor to like? try and conserve what we have left and exactly and then you can keep making money <laughs> and these are the same people who tell poor people money isn't everything um and like i i do agree with that statement um though it is like very privileged but to an extent you know money still matters but we don't need billions of it yeah like i saw like a study like once you reach like a hundred thousand dollars plus that's when the happiness that you get from money like depletes or Whoa. it like con like stays constant so like definitely money does help at least alleviate someone's like burden yeah. you know what i mean like if especially if you don't have a lot of it yeah. <laughs> or you can't afford your daily meal like education exactly stuff like that money obviously helps like especially considering like the kind of society yeah we built we're reliant on money for everything exactly yeah it's just it's so ironic because you can't like tell a poor person oh like money doesn't buy you happiness but in their position it would exactly. like it would buy at least a little bit yeah <laughs> you know something i noticed here in the philippines is that people who are high middle high class they're already pretty wealthy. They're so frugal with their money. They can't even bother to give a 20 peso tip to like the waiters or the person in the gas station. They can't they really don't. And like they really don't want to. For them, that's their meal of their that's their like breakfast, lunch and dinner. For you, what is 20 pesos, you know? It ruins the economy as well. Like have you heard about money velocity? that's what it's called it's basically when for example a 10 okay we're gonna use dollars a 10 because this is the example i saw online <laughs> a 10 dollar bill for i guess a babysitter they pay a babysitter 10 dollars, and then that goes to the cashier to buy like a snack and then that cashier you know gets 10 dollars, and you know it gets passed around 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 let's say five people that amounts to 50 dollars right mm-hmm it stops once that person just hoards it and keeps it away. And so there's this loss of money velocity. Wait, I know... I forgot what it was called. Like, there was... There was this program in Korea. I don't know if it's still happening now, but... um, It's where they gave, like, money to some, like, students. Like, extra income to students. 
so that they can you know help the help revive the economy essentially and like they had some like certain guidelines on how you're supposed to use money so they were only allowed to like buy locally and like it definitely helped the economy so yeah i know what i know what you mean connecting to your what you talked about about like high income families in or middle to high income families in the philippines like in korea there's definitely a very materialistic culture like my dad and i was we're talking about it and mm. like everyone here we love to show off things like there's a huge like you know food culture here like everyone loves like posting their pictures like i think we're very like superficial culture <laughs> like we love sharing photos we love looking pretty that's why we have like I think it's one of the reasons why we're so like our um plastic surgery rates are so high because we're right. very you know it we're very focused on the image mm. of people. And so like my dad was like pointing out how in in our culture like a lot of the times we're 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 growing up with the idea that um like we need to find a job that makes a lot of money. Yeah. Like it's I think it's like that in a lot of Asian cultures like you need to be a doctor or you need to be a lawyer yeah, either doctor lawyer engineer exactly like positions that make a lot of money and so it like feeds into the idea that money equals happiness having more things will give you more happiness spending money will give you happiness and then it just like adds on to our consumerism and our hoarding mentality mm. yeah i think a lot of people nowadays have the idea that you need to like keep this or buy that just in case you know like oh yeah maybe i'll need it yeah and it's just so easy as well especially with online shopping you can just like oh might as well like i've even i confess i've even had thoughts like back when i used to online shop like i would see something and like oh i don't like it that much but maybe in the future i'll like it so maybe i should just add it to my cart you know everything's in front of you and it's so easy to access and you just want to get 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 i guess we've kind of developed this mentality or like this response where whenever we like spend our money and like buy something like we feel fulfilled or rewarded and the more things we have you know the better we feel about <laughs> ourselves yeah exactly and like i think it's like scary how efficient and easy it is to online shop now like mm. especially in Korea it's so easy to online shop because like the things here they deliver within a day yeah. like you could order something right now and it will come tomorrow morning <laughs> like it's insane like when i first started like ordering stuff here because obviously covid and stuff um like i was like surprised how fast they would come it was like scary fast like where are these people coming from like how are they so fast and there's just so many delivery people there too i know and like it's because like um delivery jobs are so like there's there's so many positions open as well as like economic um situation here isn't that great so a lot of people need to get second jobs mm. to you know like make ends meet I think there are so many delivery positions or people doing delivery jobs because in here the regulations are not that strong on um delivery companies or um the people themselves doing the delivery work because it's a it's technically considered as self-employment 
And so you could be working like seventeen, like twelve hours a day every day, and wow. no one's gonna stop you. Oh <laughs> yeah. God. And I remember I was like researching this for a previous project, but um, there are like definite like there are people who have to work twelve hours a day or even more every single day, like sixteen hours every single day, just to make like enough money to support him and his son. I was like that is that's heartbreaking <laughs> i know and when you like see these people that are delivering stuff to your house like it's like ordinary people they're not wearing uniforms they're just wearing like their normal clothes <laughs> and like dropping things off at your home oh my God. and it's like it's so i don't know it's like it puts things into perspective i guess yeah and i guess this kind of okay maybe i'm kind of stretching it but i just remembered what we talked about in MUN, this reminded me of what we talked about in MUN about child labor and like if this child like is alone, needs to fend for themselves um, and they pick up a job like by themselves um, and you know these are usually irregular jobs so you know there's no proper working hours, uh, it's not regulated. You know your first thought when you're asked do you agree with child labor, it's like no, right? But then after you think about situations like those, it's like, hold on, like, it's not right, but what else can they do? Yeah, exactly. Sometimes it's just the only option. And like here, even though our minimum wage is pretty high, like because the minimum wage is high, everything else is so expensive because, yeah, like you can't, people need to make money. And other people need to make money. Yeah. So, yeah, it's like... Yeah. Yeah. Real estate prices are so high because of rich people hoarding apartment complexes. Oh. And that just drives up prices. And so now, like, a lot of Korean culture is like, if you get an apartment or you buy it, you're going to be set for life because... Our biggest thing is like probably one of the most expensive things is housing and so if you look at like old news or stuff everyone's like oh like i bought a house or i was gonna buy a house but then everything got so expensive and so right now it's like definitely a privilege to be able to afford like an apartment oh and like the pre- the the elected president now his promise was to decrease those real estate prices but it has only gone up and like gone up like tremendously <laughs> because of like policy policy po- uh, policies he made that only like uh benefited rich people so that's fun wow great it reminds me of those like how when people say we should raise the minimum wage, then there's the response like, no, because everything else will rise. Everything else has been rising and nothing has been done to the minimum wage. I think there was a study on that. I'm not too sure about this, like probably needs fact checking. No, no, it's true. I think in the States right now, the minimum wage in general is like $15 an hour. And um, like in perspective, it would like ref inflation rates it should be around like 18 or even more mm. per hour so yeah. yeah but the the thing with like 
people in positions of power like i don't know how you can get into that position without like a couple of brain cells (laughs) like like how are you so ignorant of like actual studies exactly maybe greed yeah maybe greed is just that powerful i don't know yeah scary power changes people true i guess going way back to what you said about um like middle high class filipinos or just people in general yeah and giving like 20 pesos to like people in the streets I think, like, a very interesting, like, common knowledge myth is that, like, don't give money to, like, people on the streets because they're just gonna buy drugs. Oh. Like, that's such a generalization of, like, people, like, homeless people. When, you know, in Christmas, right, and then, like, we're, like, driving down the streets and then there's, like, especially a lot of, like, kids out there, we give them food instead. Or, like, we give them meals yeah. instead. And it's a lot better to do that because it is actually really common here for them to just buy drugs. But, yeah, that's also another problem, that generalization that all homeless people are drug addicts. I remember there was this TikTok of, like, how I make food as a homeless person. And then people were saying, like, oh, like, how are you homeless? You have a phone to record this TikTok. You have a stove. You have a pot. You know? Um, people are just so ignorant and inconsiderate when it comes to these, like, sort of issues. I even saw, like, a post online where someone was like, why do we care about homelessness? Like, isn't that only, like, the homeless people's problem? And it's just, how could you be so insensitive and... Inhumane? <laughs> oh my god. What happened to humans being social creatures? Like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a big debate. Like, do you give money to homeless people or should you buy stuff and then give it to them? I guess it, like, definitely depends. Yeah. Or, I don't know. It could be very different in different countries. Oh, yeah. Yeah, people say that a lot. (laughs) Mm. I heard something, like, in the Philippines. They would buy rugby. Do you know rugby? Like, it's like this kind of glue i don't really know what it is but it's just like this tacky substance which is toxic by the way it's kind of like extra stick i mean not extra extra yeah it's kind of like gum or like a kind of syrup but it's just like really it smells like rubber and it's really strong so it's like super glue um and they would smell that over and over they would use the money to smell that over and over so they won't get hungry because they don't have food i don't know how true that is but i've heard that from like family members and like people around the philippines Mm -hmm. i think in general though it's at least better to give them something rather than nothing so like maybe so they can have like something at least something to like work with it made me like question things when like when I see like little children mm. going around like the cars asking people to buy stuff like and like it's it's especially like like they have a bunch of other siblings as yeah. well. So like it's so easy to think like, oh, did they just have that many children to like force them to work? And like for me, like as 
with my in my opinion <laughs> in my opinion i don't know what i'm gonna say opinions. but in yeah it is all our opinions as i see yeah. it yeah as i see it wow <laughs> as i see it isn't it so selfish to bring like literal children to the world exactly. just for just so that you can like force them to work and like basically using them i don't i guess child labor technically yeah yeah it, it literally is child labor exactly and that's also why i mean i don't know if like this necessarily relate there's a correlation between like you know, in the Philippines, that is very common. And also, it's very common to have huge families in the Philippines. Lots of siblings, lots of children. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm going to tell another story. When we were giving out, like, those uh, Christmas treats, I think I was only, like, in kinder at this time. This was in Manila. Um, we were, like, giving out these treats... And, you know, it started with only, like, one kid. And then, okay, two other kids came. Okay, sure. Like, here. And then, all of a sudden, people from, like, all the sides of the street just swarmed our car. Yeah, it was terrifying. I didn't really understand it at first because I was, like, still a kid. But, yeah, they all swarmed our car. And all I remember is, like, our car shaking and hands being, like, placed on the windows. People trying to, like, open a door. Um... And it was, like, getting overwhelming already. And people were going, like, climbing on top of our car. It was, like, really scary. And it's just, like, sad because, like, we didn't have enough to provide for all of them as well. And at the same time, we're trying to get them off because, well, first of all, it's dangerous. Second of all, like, who knows what could happen. Like, I can only imagine what it would be like in my mom's perspective while she has this, like, five-year-old in the back of her car um, and these kids trying to open up, like, open up the doors to, like, I don't know, get inside. Um, mm-hmm. That's also why we're so scared to, like, give out things nowadays as well. Um, because, like, you know, mm-hmm. what if a situation like that happens again? That's why we always check, like, the sides of the roads whenever we're giving something out to um, those people on the street. Or we wait until it's almost, like, green light. So. Yeah, yeah. I th- I think that's like a common practice. Like you wait just before you can actually leave and then you give it. So yeah. I wonder if they do that kind of thing in other countries as well. Like, because so far mm. I've only seen it in the Philippines. Yeah, me too. Like here, I think we have a, we have a pretty big um homeless situation, I believe. But you can't really see it in mm. like a lot of like the streets like they're probably very like concentrated in different areas Mm. and also i yeah like a lot of the city is like kind of kind of um not guarded but then it's it's kind of hidden away Mm. like the slums (laughs) what am i saying like the the slums and um like people like the poorer areas are kind of separated away from like the city so yeah it's mm. Mm, yeah i guess also i mean us ourselves we're in very privileged positions um to be able to like live in well you live in an apartment um i live in a home 
and like we also live kind of like not in these areas so we don't see it that often as well yeah exactly yeah imagine how much it happens in other places like Mm -hmm. around the philippines or i don't know some other country i remember like i was watching something and um i think it's in california they they section off places or like different regions to keep in like homeless populations (gasps) that's why i think like somewhere in like i think it was like downtown hollywood or something I, i i can't remember exactly where but when you go there, there's a bunch of like homeless people, and they 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 literally keep them inside there oh through God. like bright lights or yeah, there's like a lot of techniques to like keep homeless in a certain area, and oh. it's like it's like scary and like there's like it's so disheartening to like see like people build infrastructure to keep homeless people away exactly like yeah like that's so cruel (laughs) like i swear yeah and how they like on the benches or like i i there's a term for this like something architecture but how they put like spikes on like those ledges um rails on like the benches so you can't like so a homeless person can't lay down it's just like and then like i saw like i think this was on twitter um, I, I saw a screenshot of it, like, from Twitter, where someone asked, like, oh, why, why are there no benches and whatever, and that railway station literally replied with, like, oh, it's to, like, keep the homeless people out so, like, they don't sleep on our benches and, like, that. I find it so interesting because, like, if you're gonna spend that much money on, like, creating new infrastructure to keep homeless people out, like... Why don't you spend that money to find to create a place for homeless people to stay? Exactly. Like so you're, well said. you're just <laughs> like what? it does not make it sense. It like boggles my mind. Yeah. Yeah. All like money. If you're if you're gonna like create stuff that are gonna keep homeless people away, why don't you just create other things that will like fix the problem? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, fix it's the problem such a from band-aid solution. It's root exactly (laughs) and that's such a good point as well like they're more willing to be mean (laughs) than to actually like have compassion and like help these people they're willing to they're more willing to just brush it all aside and like i don't get it because i feel like it would be such a better solution to create like i don't know homeless shelters to keep you know to to provide a place for homeless people to stay and like in the future it will still be like much better like it's gonna keep like future homeless people away from like yeah from not having a cycle poverty is a cycle they just want to keep the poor poor the homeless homeless and i can never understand why yeah i feel like it would be so much easier to like help these people rather than like keep them Mm in their situation or even at a worse place yeah and it's way much more sustainable yeah exactly (laughs) i don't understand and it also relates with how people are so reluctant when it comes to sustainability and they get so like icky with even just like using reusable stuff People are just, like, so lazy and they'd rather just, like, continue their own ways. Like, if you ask them about climate change, it's like, oh, yeah, it's bad. Like, 
um, reduce waste, everything, yeah. But then when you, like, actually ask, like, hey, maybe you can, like, lessen on your uh, plastic consumption. And no, I'm not saying it's, like, the consumer's fault, because obviously it's, like, these companies for making it, like, you know, producing all this plastic in the first place. Um, but also as a consumer, like, we should at least, like, try to lessen it. But, like, people don't really even bother, even though it's, like, the more sustainable option in the first place. Um, also with, like, fast fashion, you know, it's a lot more... I, I know it's, like, also a privilege to be able to buy, like, more expensive, sustainable brands. Um, and also thrifting in itself, like, the thrifting is great. It's also causing the problem of, like, raising the thrift store prices so that actual people who need, you know, clothes for cheap, like, can't get them. It's like, they can't, they can't be bothered to change their ways, um, even though it's for a good reason, and an even more sustainable reason, even though it's in their favor. I don't know, why are, why are humans like that? Why are we, why are people like that? I have no clue. I feel like, okay, there's that side of, like, staying sustainable, but now, like, I feel like it's become, like, a trend to to hop into, like, oh, sustainability. And, and like, that. I remember, like, I I saw this, like, study, <laughs> and apparently, like, nowadays, people are, like, hoarding tote bags for some reason. Like, isn't one enough? I don't know. <laughs> apparently, Those it isn't. So, people... Yeah, yeah, the canvas tote bags. And so, like, you know, like, it can definitely be useful, but you, apparently you need to use it, like, 18, or 18,000 times in order to have an actual impact, or, like, your tote bag to, to like, actually... fulfill um, its worth, I guess. Yeah, 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 to, yeah, like, combat or offset its yeah, production offset. solution. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, it's so, it's so weird i don't know how to explain so it it's like it's it's mind-boggling mind-boggling to me because like you're you're saying you want to be sustainable you want to buy you know eco-friendly products but then why are you buying so much exactly. of exactly the point is reduce <laughs> reduce <laughs> it's one of the worst r <laughs> It's uh, reduce, reuse, recycle. What do you not get? <laughs> you know, recycling exactly. only goes so far. And, like, I think there's also, like, this whole, like... I mean, like, I'm not saying reusing is bad. Like, it's definitely a way better alternative to, like, store your old containers and, like, reuse them. And, like, that's great. But it's, like, you like if you're only focused on that, like, you also have to focus on reducing in the first place. Like, what you said... Um, they keep buying all these plastic containers all, like, and all these like um, reusable straws. But like, even though you're going to reuse them, you're still buying a lot. Yeah, I feel like that goes back to like our society's like mentality of like wanting more. Yeah. Keep buy, like keep wanting to buy consumer stuff. Consumer culture. Exactly, consumer culture. Mm. It's... And even like... I feel like it's also so easy for people to just dismiss climate change. Like, they acknowledge it, but it's like, oh yeah, climate change. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh yeah, so, like, what What am I, like, what's my impact on it? Yeah, like, exactly. I'm just one person. Yeah. It's like, <gasps> I'm, okay, I saw, what was it called? Wait, let me, it's in my notes. <laughs> I remember it was this, um 
phenomenon called what was it called oh it's called a bystander effect so oh, basically we do that in student support anyway oh really oh that's cool that. okay yeah. so oh nice okay so the bystander effect essentially i'll give an example so there's this person on the street and they're having or they're getting mugged and then they yell oh help me help me someone help me but everyone else is looking at them like what am i supposed to do because it's a collective mindset it's like well if i'm not gonna go they're not gonna go either i mean it's all of us yeah. <laughs> like it's not my fault if i don't do anything because everyone else is here as well not doing anything and like apparently that kind of mentality um can be applied to different things such as climate change mm. like if if my like basically it applies on to like climate change or like our individual impact on earth because the earth is not like gonna point out each person and say oh it's your fault mm. it's all of our faults yeah so technically my effect on this earth is not big in the grand scheme of things mm. because it's all of our faults yeah <laughs> it's not making any sense yeah no i get you it's like yeah yeah because it's a collective issue but even one person like even if just individually we make small changes it could have big impact exactly it's like the, the thing with like voting a lot of people don't want to vote because they're like oh what's my vote gonna do yeah yeah it's like my one vote won't matter in the millions of other votes that are gonna happen yeah. but it truly does and people just expect like someone else like oh it's okay they'll take care of it like i don't really like it's kind of like people act as if they're spectators but it's like you're on this earth too. <laughs> like we're all like I know. Yeah. Um and also you know that phrase where it's like we don't need 10 people doing you know practicing low waste perfectly. We just need like millions of people everyone doing it imperfectly. Yeah. yeah. Cuz it's about exactly. our collective impact. But I think when people think collective, they forget that they're a part of that too. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and like, I think because we're such like social creatures, we think, we think in that way, like we're all in this together. Mm. And so I have someone else to lean on. Yeah. Someone else might do it. <laughs> <laughs> they'll take care of it like it's like we don't have that individual like individuality risk yeah or responsibility yeah i guess yeah yeah how great <laughs> i think the moral is that like us humans or humans of the earth humans of the earth <laughs> obviously where else yeah we need to take more responsibility on our own actions and like yeah we need to think about how our individual actions can make a difference yeah. even though it doesn't seem like it it really does yeah we forget about how much impact we can actually make on this world our society is just built on wanting more money wanting things yeah. so it's I guess it's kind of hard in that aspect. That's true. Overall, we just need to learn how to more, how to be more conscious about our actions mm. and, you know, rethink our values. Yeah.
So thank you for listening in to our very first real episode. And that was how we saw it.